0: Uh, gentlemen, we 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 can't stop talking about how it's been quite a week, but we're not really talking about the football parts, and and yet we have this LSU-Bama thing upon us. So, uh, I'm going to do a welfare check real fast. Bud, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. You good? Totally okay. Good. All, right. All, right. All right. Richard, how you feeling?
1: Finally sobered up from the cocktail party. Let's get it. Who won that game?
0: Who? Huh? Anybody win huh? that game? No? What? Okay. All right. Thursday! Louisiana Lafayette goes to Coastal Carolina at 6.30 p.m. Central on ESPNU. Um, 30 minutes later on ESPN, Temple goes to South Florida on ESPN. Friday, UCF at Tulsa. They probably thought that was going to be a bigger game when they scheduled it by itself. Uh, 6 p.m. ESPN2. And then Washington goes to Oregon State on FS1 at 9.30 Central time. I just want to say once again, God bless LSU football.net for being the central time zone because it automatically imports to our show notes that way. And my two Eastern time zone compatriots can do nothing about it. Gentlemen, what are we watching
2: on Thursday and Friday night? I'm going to go ahead and go. Uh, well, USF needs to be temple to make a bowl. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Um, is Washington going to bounce back? At Oregon State, Oregon State's coming off a pretty nice win where they scored about a billion points on, on, on Arizona. Th-
1: this is just. Whether, not they, a- whether they win that game or not, Oregon State is going to make them sweat.
2: Okay. I think. Um, I think so. It'd be hard to get up for this game, right? If you're Washington.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, Oregon, Oregon, coming into the season, Oregon State's won like what? Like two out of their last, however many uh, games on the road in the conference? Like they've been awful.
0: Fun thing about college football. Is that it's uh it's all about context. So we're going to talk about Willie Taggart in a second, okay? Because that's still the fresh news. Willie Taggart and Jonathan Smith were hired at the same time, okay? Willie Taggart's record at Florida State, what was it, Bud? Uh, nine and twelve. Okay. Jonathan Smith's current record at Oregon State: six and fourteen. That is a miraculous accomplishment. Yeah. Holy shit! Do you guys? Does anybody know that Oregon State is doing good at football?
1: Oregon State is doing well. Um, I the the folks tell me that Jonathan Smith is absolutely living up to his bona fides as a play caller with that offense. There, I have not gotten a chance to really sit down and watch them yet. Um, I will. I was planning on doing that ahead of the Civil War, Um, but like apparently, Jonathan Smith is. What they said he was so far, yeah. But as far as as far as what Bud said, bowl eligibility, um, this would be five for USF. By the way, they need five.
0: a sixth. Um, if you have not paid attention to Oregon State, no, no shame. None of us have. But uh, the Oregon State Beavers have won four of their last six football games. Again, they've won four of their last six. That is a sign of life. That is a sign that hey there might be a, a functional blueprint here. They might actually know what they're doing here in the shadow of Oregon and everything else that's going on there. And also just the fact that they are a definitive have not. So, uh, bully for them. None of us have paid attention to him, but I kind of feel like we should now. Um,
1: he's Yeah, he, I'm gonna, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I have.
2: All right, I have watched have. a little bit. Um, okay. Richard, you'll like it. It's a lot of hard play action, deep shots. They, they, they throw some screens. It, it, it's kind of neat. I will note they they timed up some of their schedule pretty right. Like they got UCLA right before UCLA started actually like turning around and, and whipping people. Um, they got Cal right after Cal got um, got beat by by Utah because they don't have a quarterback and they they, they ended up winning twenty one seventeen. And then they had a bye week and then they went down to Arizona and Arizona's defense actually did not get better. Uh, shockingly here, after firing after fire, fire defensive coordinator, it seems like they don't really have many players in the front seven. And Oregon State dropped 8.4 yards of play on them in Whoa. the desert. Uh, they've timed some of this stuff up right. The finish is not as friendly. I mean, Washington's Arizona State at Washington State at Oregon. Not predicting a bowl, bud, but I am saying, hey, there's a sign of life here
0: for an otherwise morbid program. And – um, I'll be interested in this game. If only this is, if only because this is where he came from, he came off the Washington staff. He does a lot of Washington things such as hmm. a lot of play action and deep shots. So I'm very interested here. Um, oof, oof. I'm glad we don't have to pick anything. Cause I don't really, nothing's really jumping off the page here for as far as like a, a tasting menu pick. So let's just go to Saturday.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be at a comedy show. So good luck with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, my guy. My guy is doing a sketch comedy show. Um, I will be abstaining from the Thursday night slate. Okay.
0: I don't know what I'll be doing. I'll probably be at home watching one of these games. Uh, This is fascinating podcasting. Uh, Let's move to Saturday, gentlemen. There are other games in LSU, Alabama, allegedly. Baylor's at TCU, 11 a.m. Here's your 11 a.m. slate real fast. Baylor at TCU. It's on FS1 and Fox video. Eastern Carolina goes to SMU on ESPNU. The ACC network has Florida State and Boston College. We will talk about them in a second. Uh, Maryland goes to Ohio State on Fox. ABC has Penn State at Minnesota. The big game. Kind of, technically. Uh, Purdue is at Northwestern. The big game. I'm sorry. Just for clarity, I was referring to the hindsight there that Penn State, Minnesota was the big game, not Purdue at Northwestern. Uh, Purdue at Northwestern is on the Big Ten network. Texas Tech is at West Virginia on ESPN2. UMass goes to Army on CBS Sports Network. Vanderbilt is at Florida on ESPN. The SEC Network has Western Kentucky at Arkansas. Oh, we're going to talk about that one in a second. Georgia Tech goes to Virginia on the, uh, that's at 1130 on the ACC regional whatnot. What does ATTRM stand for? AT&T, Rocky Mountain. Woo! One o'clock, Air Force, New Mexico. Uh, Also at 1 o'clock, UTSA goes to Old Dominion on ESPN3. I will cut it off there. We got a couple weird 2 p.m. games in the FBS. Um, All right. Um, So let's talk about the imposter good game, which is Penn State at Minnesota. Um, I've been mean about Minnesota. Uh, I didn't mean to. I've been trying to bite my tongue. We're all about celebrating. Kind of not obscure. What's the word I'm looking for, gentlemen? Um, Out of the ordinary undefeated programs in November. How's that? Um, let's just stop. Non-traditional. yeah let's stop the podcast right now. everybody I want a round of applause for PJ Flex agent Get that money on time. I have never seen a contract ex- extension positioned on a calendar with such tact. It was unbelievable. so PJ Fleck now has a seven-year deal at Minnesota secured raises across the board for his staff and himself all as an undefeated gopher. Guess what is never going to happen again? An undefeated Minnesota football team while P.J. Fleck is there. (laughs) Gentlemen, this was masterful. I have nothing but respect for however you pulled it off. Well
1: done. Now, how badly is Penn State going to beat their ass? I I do not. I'm going to say this. Minnesota, I don't think, is ready for how fast, physical, and just good Penn State's defenses. I mean, when you watch Penn State, those guys ta- like you can't get yards after the catch. You don't. You don't get yards through contact. Like they hit you, and wherever wherever it is that you are, you stop. They're solid. They work as a unit. Um, it's it's a little bit of a four to five deal. So they they kind of they gap control and they move as one. Uh, in uh-huh. run support. I mean, it's it's. Penn State is really, really good.
0: All right. I'm very excited, bud, because this is the uh, undefeated per this is, this is more than likely at least the end of half of the undefeated purgatory this week. Okay. Um, Baylor, you noticed the same thing I did, bud, about Baylor. What was up with that offensive line nonsense against West Virginia? Because TCU is a flawed football team, but entirely capable of beating the Baylor team that played against West Virginia last
2: Thursday. I agree with you. Um, I i, I- Baylor seems to have some pass protection issues. I mean, Gary Patterson can still coach defense pretty well. My concerns in this game are Jalen Rager's injury, the top receiver for TCU, and then also uh, I was reading on Twitter, Max Duggan's uh, finger injury. So those are, things I'll, those are things I'll be monitoring. I got down on Baylor minus one when it came out. I think that's going to go to a field goal and maybe over a field goal. Um, Baylor, though, that, that's, that's unfortunate timing as far as opponent injuries if, if Duggan – uh, can't go or can't be 100% for TCU. Speaking of uh, opposing quarterback injuries, I'm pretty sure that Minnesota has only faced the first-string quarterback from their opponent in like 10 or 11 of 32 quarters of football this year. How and that, that's possible? N- that Dude, they have like some quarterback opponent injury. Pixie does. And I, if I'm Sean Clifford, I'm taking out like an insurance policy on myself for this game because they, <laughs> they got some of that, that like go for voodoo going on. <laughs> up there. In all seriousness about, about that matchup, the one thing that, that Minnesota's defense does really well is they do not allow explosive plays. They're actually fourth or fifth, depending on what you look at, in explosive plays allowed in the nation, which bodes well for defending Penn State. But I do have to, like, pause. i like, wait a second. Who hit exp- – like, like who did that they played because they possibly, like, given up explosive plays to? Like, Purdue with a third stringer? Illinois without Brandon Peters for a lot of that game? Nebraska with their second and third stringers. Rutgers with their literal third stringer. Uh, Maryland without uh, Josh Jackson. Georgia Southern when Shy Wurtz got hurt. Fresno State, which doesn't really have much of an explosive element this year. Or perhaps FCS school, South Dakota State. So how much do I discount this? When I first ran my power numbers, it gave me like Penn State minus seven. And I was like, no, no, I, I got to adjust this up. There's no way. Uh, and so I, I basically made it like Penn State nine and a half and, and ended up wagering uh, Penn State minus six and a half. See all of Twitter who got mad at me for shitting
1: on Minnesota? This is why. Facts. I, I, So we talked a couple weeks ago about Minnesota and how, like, otherworldly they are in the red zone. I know it's kind of like a basic storyline when to talk about, oh, who's going to score in the red zone? But, like... Minnesota's got to score touchdowns in the red zone. Penn State does not let you score touchdowns in the red zone. Minnesota's got to score touchdowns in the red zone. Can they do it at the clip that they usually do against Penn State? I don't think so.
0: Richard, when we come back on Sunday, we're going to have to address this undefeated purgatory business. Are we addressing two one-loss teams, or will one of these guys survive?
1: Yeah, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Did you just punt on making
0: a prediction? Oh, on this game? No, on either. Do you? I, I'm saying, do, I I feel that like obviously Baylor has the better chance here. Okay? If I, yeah, I, I mean. It. I'm giving you 14 right now, bud, on Penn State.
2: Oh, I'm taking 14.
1: There you go. How much? I don't know.
2: I'm just going to go lay it off and then bet and then, and then, uh, Penn State 7. Why do I even do this
0: conversation where I act like <laughs> I'm going to give, like every time I do that with bud, he's like, oh, really? How much? And I'm like, oh. I've clearly screwed this up in some way or shape or form. All right, gentlemen. Um, so we have our two undefeated reckonings. Uh, we also have not so much a reckoning, uh, but we have uh, Florida State and Boston College. There already was a reckoning. Uh, let's do this. Richard, talk talk to me about football things first, okay?
1: Uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on the football because there are other things at hand. The only thing you need to know about this team is, this game is that Boston college averages has averaged 14 pass attempts since Anthony Brown went down, I believe three weeks ago or four weeks ago. That makes them basically an option offense. Not in the sense that they run the option. I mean, the only teams that throw for less than that per game are option offenses. Okay. Like they're not even Boston college is not even trying. Boston college is saying we're just going to run the ball right at you. Um, Obviously we, we know the running back they have really good. Um, Aj, uh, oh goodness, what's Dylan. his last name? Dylan. Aj Dylan, and uh, they also have a a slot receiver, uh, Zay Flowers, I think, who they run on jet sweeps, and this guy is so quick, so so quick. Uh, that's that's just a little bit of how they attack, but they do they do counter, they do power, they do the big boy stuff. They do the big boy stuff that you that when you think about a Steve Adazio offense, that's that's what they do. Wait, are you
0: are you selling me on an all like or not uh, mostly jet sweep option offense?
1: It's not full option, not full option because they don't really do a lot but of zone reads. You, but read, you're so.
0: telling me there's an option built on jet sweeps. Uh,
1: yeah, and. Pulling and counters and all that Why kind the of stuff. Fuck but it's, haven't it's, we been
0: watching? Wait, where's Boston College been all season?
1: It's not an option. It's not an option. It's not a reading. No, it's, I it's just, I just straight. Want,
0: I want the PlayStation menu of like, oh, yeah, this is a primarily Jet Sweep offense.
2: I want yeah, that. This is I'll right. watch that. If you put, like, if you told Mark, Marty Schottenheimer back in the 80s with the Browns, like they ran like a, all the time, that they could do, use Jet you know, like jet Sweep Motion too. That's basically what it is. It's like, hey, we're going to run power encounter, and, uh, and we're going to also run jet sweeps. It's
1: they really funny don't because he doesn't
2: very well with the backup. Like he's forty one percent on the year.
0: So you made a when whole you movie Syracuse, that you you made a whole movie where it's just the good guys loading the weapons about to go to the battle. That's that when you, you watch the Syracuse
1: game. The Syracuse game is hilarious because it's like you've got when, when they run play action, it's like you've got one safety damn near at the line of scrimmage, and the other one is standing absolutely flat footed um while a receiver runs clear by him. Like uh Boston College hit like a 65 yard touchdown, a 50, and like a 28 just because the play action is so dangerous because you're literally not expecting them to ever throw. That's Uh, way too much about the football in this game. we got to move on. Let's
0: transition into coaching for a second, bud. Uh, It is late Wednesday as we record this due to uh, some travel on my end. Uh, uh, Let's go like right now at, oh, I don't know, what is it? 310 Central as we record this. Uh, Where do we stand at Florida State? Is the corpse of Vince Lombardi going to
2: be running a spread next year in Tallahassee? Probably, but they're going to have Tom Landry doing the defensive coordinator too. So you know, good it's a, it's a clash of styles and philosophy. Good
1: one-two punch there. All
2: right, um, they're still pursuing Bob Stoops as of lunchtime today, like eleven thirty. That's the last time I talked to anybody over there because I had, you know, the, the Twitch show twitch.tv slash Banner Society. There it is. And then Get that had, plug. Had edits. <laughs> I had some edits to do uh, on a on an upcoming newsletter, the, the read option. You can go to Banner Society.com and sign up for our free college ball newsletter. Comes okay. Here. Too Bingo. many plugs. Keep going. All right. So, uh, Hey, look, y'all don't do them. I got to do them. Holly said so. All right. So they're still pursuing Bob Stoops. I think all those reports that came out on Sunday and Monday were pretty ridiculous. The done deal nonsense and all of, like naming who he's going to have as offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and all this kind of stuff. That that's just, that, that's silly. Stoops is their top guy. They I know Bob Stoops came out and said publicly that he is uh, not a candidate. Their AD said, Florida State's AD said in the Tallahassee Democrat paper that uh, he is a candidate. Um, What I hear from my people is sort of a lack of other candidates that they're focused on right now, which suggests to me that the talk that they are still uh, pursuing Bob Stoops is real. At this point, I would not think that they are going to get Bob Stoops. I think if you got down on the... uh, uh, the Bob Stoops for $25 at 60 to one on some of those gambling websites. That's probably pretty good value. Hypothetically, um, if you correct. got that. Yeah. yeah. Hypothetically um, because that's the main guy they're pursuing right now. I don't think they would pursue Bob Stoops forever. Eventually they will move on to another candidate if they don't, you know, shoot the moon here and actually get it. Uh, but like the reports that say they are pursuing Bob Stoops are true. As far as I, as far as I'm able to ascertain with with my sources. They have not landed Bob Stoops. There is no done deal with Bob Stoops. Um, and there's certainly no Kendall Bryles head coach in waiting done deal. Uh that would I was like, wow, like that's unbelievably fast for that to come together in three days after firing somebody. You we know, could have those, we we yeah. could
0: do an entire podcast on uh why that's not true. Cause I've <laughs> got like eight things that just just the, the idea of Bob with Kendall is is uh H C I W. Like, oh my god. None of I don't even know if I can say any of this on the air. But yeah, that's not
2: happening, folks. Well, there's um, literally the very known thing about Baylor getting uh sanctioned for putting a coach on Tulsa's sideline to spy on Oklahoma. Remember that? Yeah. And yeah hey man, like, if you ain't
1: cheating, you ain't trying. And, and you know the defensive coordinator
2: whose signals they might have been picking, right? That would be uh oh, Bob Stoops' brother, Mike.
1: Okay, look, Florida State has got to get it figured out with the signals. You almost lost a national championship because of this, all right? No, 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 we're talking about Oklahoma. Uh, like, do you remember this, Richard? So, Oh, I got my, hold on, excuse me, I got my stoops mixed up, didn't I? Right. Oh, right. yeah, man, not, not Mark. today.
0: All right, let me break this up. Um, I'm going to keep it on the coaching vein because if you're not an idiot and you listen to our coaching shows, you know that there's a very interesting matchup in a otherwise shit game, and that's Ty Story, the Western Kentucky quarterback, who's going to play Arkansas this weekend. Uh, basically, Ty Story. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, as opposed to the football quality of Florida State, BC, I think it was a very fine transition, young man. Thank you, Uh, Ty Story. uh, He got R U N O F T from Arkansas, landed at WKU, and uh, you know, circle of life's kind of a kind of bites you in the ass sometimes. (laughs) It might well, it might well do that if Ty Story in Western Kentucky beat Arkansas. I think that might be the game where. They just go ahead and call it a day with Chad Morris. Um, here's, I the, an, uh,
1: here's the Chad Morris, you should really, really, really win this game.
0: Yeah, you should really win this game, Chad Morris, uh, as opposed to the other, I would say, 10-odd games you should, really should have won by now, uh, over two years. So uh, I have an anecdote. I'm going to save it for our coaching show. Richard and I are going to record that in a second. It'll be up soon on the uh, on the feed, but... Uh, all I want to say is, one, listen to the coaching show or I'll punch you in the stomach. Two, Arkansas is bad. Arkansas is worse than Vanderbilt has been at any point in time this year.
1: Arkansas is horrible. That's Have... It. Arkansas and Vanderbilt haven't played and won't, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, Vanderbilt's West team is Ole Miss, and so by rotation, I don't think it's been a
1: minute. They do not. I'm looking. I just pulled it up. They do not. They do I'm, not
0: play this year. No. So we won't. Get thank that, we won't get that matchup of Kings. Thank God. <laughs> uh, no. Unfortunately, we won't. Uh, real fast though, Richard. Uh, nice bounce back game for Florida since Vanderbilt seems to be kind of dead walking.
1: Yeah, Florida got a little get right game. Uh, on Saturday. I mean, look, the cocktail party went. Right about how we said it was gonna go, well, you weren't um, on the you
0: didn't get to be on the you were doing cocktail party traveling and hangovering. Uh, I did not expect third and Grantham. I, I, I felt bad using third and Grantham even as a conversational piece talking about Florida because it hadn't happened,
1: well, yeah, because they weren't they weren't really rushing a ton on third and down.
0: no, they were like it it seemed like, hey, he's evolved,
1: okay, but, but I will say that look, look, if they. If um, if Harrion doesn't make that daggum circus catch with one hand down the side, like if there are two or three less third downs converted in that game, it's a different story. If the, the if the last back shoulder, if Florida can get on the uh, uh, if Florida's defense can get off the field at the very end there um, and, and give the offense a chance to to try to win the game with like a Hail Mary at the end. I think we're thinking about third and Grantham in a little bit of a different vein. Um, But I Georgia Georgia deserves so much credit for doing what needed to be done in this game. They brought their best player back. They used him in inventive ways. The long touchdown that they had with Cager was literally a play from Sean McVay's uh, for Sean McVay's playbook. Um, They played well, and Florida couldn't run the ball.
0: That's it. Okay. Wow, so this has been shut down, full cast, and that was your Florida rationalization segment.
1: That's not a rationalization. That's that's what happened. Georgia's a more talented football. But team. you
0: know, when we have staff meetings, I'm like, we should talk more about Florida across all of our different platforms. They and you're, and you're like, spread. and Bud's like, I know we should talk more about Florida. Unbelievable.
2: In fairness to us, we did kind of get this this preview right on the uh, on last week's tasting menu. We're like, hey, the thing is, like, Florida's run offense is sneaky, like. Not good. If you if you just you look at yards per play, like like you know yards per rush, they have what is it, Richard? Four real long rushes on the year that that use these stats like crazy.
1: Yeah. If they don't pop long runs, they don't. If they don't pop a long run against Auburn and South Carolina, like those are awful rushing performances.
2: Right. Um, They're 114th in rush success rate, and so Georgia. That to me was as much of a story. Florida in longer down and distance for much of the game. Because they just couldn't consistently run the ball for, you know, like four or five a pop um, to stay ahead of the chains.
0: Your uh, your viewing pick here is, without a doubt, the reckoning of undefeated purgatory. So... Baylor, TCU, Penn State, Minnesota. I will be watching uh, Arkansas State, or Arkansas and Western Kentucky, sorry, uh, just to see if, like, if ever there was an actual, like, was that WWE a real-life moment? I think, uh, like, a Chad Morris firing on the field. Is it out of the realm of possibility?
2: I'm not going to be the person who says that. This is on SEC Network. So we're going to have to see the SEC Network folks, like, talk about how Arkansas is, like, so much better than it really is. Yes, what do you
1: think is... an, an 11 a.m. local time game when you're one and eight, I guess, against Western Kentucky? What do we think the crowd's gonna be like? Is this the War Memorial game or is this a Fayetteville game?
0: Uh, it's a Fayetteville game, I believe, but I'll double check real fast. I do know this. I was told the estimate for no, uh, New Mexico State at Ole Miss was somewhere around uh, 15 to 18 thousand actually coming My to the turnstile. Goodness, I
2: need them to win that game. Who? Oh Miss.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll win that game.
2: All right, um, <laughs> they'll win that game, and that's all. That's all, that's I all need, all,
0: folks. Um, as far as I know, again, compelling, informed. P A P N. Uh, that is not a. That is not a uh, Memor- war memorial game because they usually try and put. Thanks to the all the weird politics at play, the war memorial games usually end up being a. Uh, a conference opponent. I will like. Oh, man, Western Kentucky's playing Louisville and Nashville. Oh, wait, that was this year. I thought, I thought they were going to keep doing that. I was like, oh, God, please no. Um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, undefeated reckoning, purgatory, without a doubt. And then, like I said, the Western Kentucky-Arkansas thing. I really do think, like, something just absolutely – if they got routed – it's definitely in Fayetteville, by the way. If they got routed, we could see, like, someone come out of the stands. People start throwing things, booing. I'm not So it, it would be behavior. the second
1: – It'd be the second time in a row they fired a coach on the field. Yeah, I mean, because they fired Brett on the field. They did. Yeah,
0: technically. Oh shit. Technically. Technically. Well, they fired Bobby on the pavement. Moving on. <laughs> Get him. Uh, I can't even transition into the ad segment, so we're just gonna go straight into the afternoon games, and then I'll make y'all listen to ads after I patrinoed. I apologize. Uh, two o'clock. Stanford's at Colorado. This pa- this podcast is. Just eccentric. Stanford's at Colorado at 2 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. ESPN Plus has Charlotte at UTEP. South Alabama goes to Texas State on ESPN 3. Illinois is at Michigan State on FS1 at 2.30. K-State's at Texas on ESPN. ESPN 2 has Louisville at Miami. I like to say it like that sometimes.
1: Uh, Alabama,
0: LSU, uh, Yeah, that game. We'll talk about it in a second. That's 2.30 on CBS. God, Gary Danielson's going to be terrible in that game. UAB's at Southern Miss on the NFL Network. Oh, man. the one, Oh, man. That's like CUSA's best game of the year, and it's opposite LSU-Alabama. I didn't That's, notice that in the that show notes. awful. On NFL Network. God, this conference. You do everything wrong. <laughs> CBS Sports Network has UConn at Cincinnati. USC is going to Arizona State on ABC. ACC Network has Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. Uh, Georgia Southern is at Troy. How about the Meagles? ESPN Plus. Taking a breath. 3 o'clock on Fox. Iowa's at Wisconsin. On the SEC Network, New Mexico State is at Ole Miss. North Texas is at Louisiana Tech. On Facebook, ESPN Plus at 4 o'clock has Georgia State at ULM. For, uh, the Battle of the Directional. Florida's on the bottom part of the state on the east side. That's FIU uh, at FAU. I believe that's exactly how they named that rivalry. It's 5 o'clock on Stadium, uh, which I believe also, if you have a Facebook account, you can do it that way too. I will stop there, and 6 o'clock, we'll start our evening shift. Um, all right, let's get everything out of the way before we do LSU Bama. Okay? Not a ton to get out of the way, necessarily. Yeah, I will just, I I will just shout out again, like it wasn't just a bit, that Louisiana Tech game is like the best possible game that they could cough up. Oh, no, I'm sorry, UAB Southern Miss. That's one of the yeah, best or- games of the year. Sorry, they, they could cough up, and that's that's more of a rivalry than people realize like that's a, that's a legitimately good game um i it kind of looks like that i mean obviously this isn't exactly how these things work and i know that so please don't at me but more or less the world of college football has cleared its own slate and gotten the hell out of the way of this game um is there anything bud about k state and texas that's intriguing except other than the fact that k state may win this game
2: texas gets some of their db's back finally oh, some man. they had like 10 out Right. Well, I mean, that, that's – Richard, there are substitution limits here. Uh, so you can't,
1: you can't <laughs> I, get like, the whole secondary back. K-State – um, I mean, look, K-State can do to Texas the same thing it did to Oklahoma with its rushing attack. Its rushing attack – and and we'll get to this, ironically enough, when we talk to Oklahoma, talk about Oklahoma in the night slate. Like, Kansas State's offense is set up to attack and beat what Texas's defense does in its front – and and how Kansas State's able to execute that, that'll determine the game. Uh, Richard, oh, I can't believe I'm teeing this up. Let's talk about Illinois. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Look, Michigan State's not a good football team. They're not. And mm. Illinois. Yes. Illinois. Yeah. If you can get this or you can get Northwestern at the end of the season, you're going bowling, baby. We are Illinois adjusting ourselves into what what bowl? What bowl are we talking here? Uh,
2: Pinstripe. Yeah.
1: Pinstripe? That would Oh, if be sure. Illinois. You, you could see them. You're oh, baby. Go. If Illinois go. goes to the Pinstripe Bowl, I will be in the audience. I will be in the stands, shirt off, eye painted on my chest, oh, beard dyed gray for my man's lovey. Yeah. I was, about to,
0: I was about to make a joke about you wearing some ugly orange clothing like in support but I mean you went to Florida so mm, um, there is a there's so there's a tweet running around by uh and then it was it was uh signal boosted by noted illinois fan uh will leach formerly of some websites um this is a scenario that was kicking around you ready Minnesota loses to Penn state Wisconsin and Iowa that's possible right okay Guys, we agree, all right? Yeah, so yeah. Illinois wins out. That's possible, right? Possible. Iowa beats Wisconsin. That's possible. Do you know what happens if all those things happen?
2: Illinois goes to the Big Ten Championship.
1: Illinois game. is
0: going to Indianapolis <laughs> as your, for the Big Ten Championship.
2: Give me that one yeah. more time. I'll, I'll actually run the odds on that. All right, bud.
0: Minnesota loses to Penn State, Wisconsin, and Iowa.
2: Okay. All right. Illinois wins out and Good. Iowa beats Wisconsin. And they're what, what are they 3 to 1 against Wisconsin probably this weekend, I think. Let's just say that. Illinois, the Illini. Right. So, I have that at a zero, zero, 0.00225. So, So uh, you're saying like, there's
1: a chance yeah, like,
2: like a 2 in 1000 chance. It's like 1 in 500 if we reduce these fractions. So, it's not that bad. Right. Who says we don't do math on this show anymore?
0: I'm just saying, like those, all of those things can happen independently. We never did math on this show; I made it all up. Uh, all those things can happen independently. All right, let's stop dicking around. Um, this is not going to be a nine-to-six game, gentlemen. We know that. Um, we know that there feels like more balance than there ever has in, in a lot of different ways. We know that this is going to be a game uh, with terms dictated by offense. Okay. And also, two is going to play. They just gave him a robotic leg. Um, I would like to find a unique way to talk about this. I don't know if there is. It simply is what it is, which is probably the game between the two best teams thus far this season, and will shape pretty much everything that 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 uh, is to come with the playoff race.
1: Yeah, like I, I like. I think we can be cute on the show and, and and all that stuff, but this is this is going to be a damn good football game, and I cannot wait to watch it. I, I don't. It's going to be really awesome, yeah. and I know that for the last. I know that last year it really felt like if LSU doesn't get them, when are they ever going to get him? But who if LSU doesn't get him this year,
0: I don't know. This is. I, I will say this before we get into in more of the technical stuff. Zeitgeist, psychology, whatever. If Bama wins again, this is Boy. a this is a this is a crippling psychological moment. More that more for maybe not more for programs other than LSU, but it 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 it's going to do something to the psychology of the SEC that we have not really considered because they're going to be. I will.
1: Mo- I will say. I f- I feel like LSU fans, at, at least our friends on Twitter, are very guarded. Like very. Guarded. Oh
0: God! Yes, absolutely. None of them. This is the best shot they've had in years. This is the best team and the most complete team that they've had in years. They may be a step behind previous years' defenses in certain regards.
1: But they've been they've been hurt before. They've been, they've hurt, been hurt a hurt lot. Before. Yeah. But like, this is my question with this game: Does LSU have more ways to win this game than Alabama does? It might. Go on. I'm intrigued. Well. I- I don't think we've seen Alabama really in a mucky game. Like I know that I know that we talked about how Tennessee could have maybe won that game if it broke right. Look, you don't play that game a hundred times. No, you, you don't. Don't go back now. You're. I'm about Tennessee. not. I'm not. You play that game a hundred times. Tennessee's not winning it, despite how close they were. But no, I, like I don't think Alabama's been in like a mucky, mucky game like this could be if they're able to make Joe Burrow not look like damn Joe Montana, um, and this becomes some like 24-21. Um, Bama hasn't really exactly played that game, but I also think if this is a high-flying contest, like. I like L- if this game ends in the 40s. I like LSU. Oh, definitely. I think so. I will say this,
2: I don't think Bama's DBs are bad. I actually think they're they're better than they were last year. My concern with Bama is the front seven. For yeah. me, if LSU's going to win this game, they've got to be able to run the football. I don't think that you can throw the ball 50 times on 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 Saban's defense in Tuscaloosa. And and come away with the win. I know they've been torched before by by you know teams that can throw the ball real well. I I get that, but I, I do think the way to attack this Alabama defense is to take advantage some um, of their front seven. You know, and look maybe the maybe the way you do that is is with, with the pass and, and Bama can't get pressure. We'll, we'll have yeah. to see there. You know, LSU's offensive line did not look very good when it got tested uh, at times against Auburn, but Auburn has a better D line. Than Alabama does.
1: Yes, um, the, uh, that's Alabama has. There is no Jonathan Allen, right? You know, there is no there is no There's, guy Terrell like Lewis that on that front. Terrell Lewis is dude they
2: need to count on. Terrell, I, I I like Terrell Lewis, but he's not Jonathan Allen yet. I will say this. By the way, I gave LSU's defense some crap like in September and really doubted them. Yeah, but they have turned around. They've been playing a lot better in recent weeks. I know. Some I think of the those corners are
1: rounding in, rounding in a form. Yeah,
2: I I, I agree. But but do you also think it's because they played Florida
0: and
1: Auburn, both of whom were starting freshmen? I mean, a little bit, a little bit. But Florida, like Florida, hung in that game, and LSU was able to get a stop on defense, and then that turned that into the 14 point margin that they won the game with. Like when the defense needed to step up when they were called upon, they did.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this. But you said uh, that uh, the LSU offensive line has been kind of victimized these last couple of years.
2: I write the same damn article every year they play. This is like the <laughs> easiest thing I do every year. I just okay. copy and paste it and then change the names. It's well, like, oh, LSU got this new attack. And Bama's like, I was about to say something I'm not supposed to say on the podcast. Bama's like, hey, we're going to sit here in too high and we're just going to beat the shit out of your out of your front with without dropping an extra guy in the box to stop the run, including when you all had Leonard Fournette. And guess what? You won't hit any explosive plays on us, so we're safe on the back end. But because we're just beating the absolute dog shit out of you up front, We're good on that end too. So you know, night night. Okay, so that
0: actually leads me to my question.
2: I like it when Bud gets real Floridian on the accent. Yeah,
0: Um, this actually leads me to my question. The the O line has been dominated, but also I think they've been a victim. LSU's O line has been really a victim of LSU's play calling, which is very very different now, right? LSU's not going to let you. Get big and and smash you. They're not going to let you as a defense read out and go. Well, this is one dimensional. So we know exactly where we can put our assignments. We know where we can send our guys. This is, regardless of the talent of the offensive line of LSU, which has been pretty good this year. Um, this is an offense that makes you think a lot more. Right? Absolutely.
1: Okay. I don't yeah, think, yeah, think Alabama's. Sec- Alabama. I don't. Th- I I'm not going to sit here and say Alabama secondary is not good, but Alabama secondary like. Has anybody has anybody besides Jimbo come close to intellectually challenging Nick Saban's secondary this season like Joe Brady will?
0: Uh no, but I don't think anybody's been equipped to. That's that's kind of what I was alluding at earlier. I do I will say this, the versatility that LSU offers and this is sort of the bigger point that I'm trying to get at. This Feels like a game that should not be judged on the merits of the results or the history of this series, the last uh, seven, eight games. Because this, to me, what these teams are the same except for one thing, and that's that the LSU offense is extremely different and could change the tenor and the tone and the pace of this game dramatically immediately. Um, that's why I feel like, unlike previous years where we're sort of just marched like, like Bud said, he writes the same article. We're sort of marching into the same situation. This feels so drastically different. We might be doing a disservice by looking at years past.
1: Yeah, this is the one that I think kind of lives in a vacuum. You're right. Okay. Also, they might
2: see each other again in the playoff. That's not a joke. Uh, Actually, odds on that right now, uh, the loser of this game is minus 300 to make the playoff and plus 200 to miss. The (sighs) loser. The loser. So that implies like a 70% chance, 71% implied odds. That the loser of the game gets into the playoff.
0: Our postseason's perfect. I don't know why. Does seem
1: high? <laughs> Does that seem high? That's that seem, I, yeah, like it seems a little high,
2: bud. Right, like
1: I don't know if I don't know if Oregon's got a seventy percent chance to win the play to get in the playoff. They don't.
2: They, they Oregon, you can get four and a half to one for them to get in the playoff.
1: You'd love to see it.
0: Um. Yeah. So obviously this is the the pick of the afternoon. Pretty easy there. I will say this: if you get bored of it, or it gets bored of you, and there there's some sort of I really don't see a blowout either way, but if you want to flip over to something, maybe check out Iowa-Wisconsin. That's the one other game I wanted to mention real fast, if only because um, I'm interested to see, be it Penn State or Ohio State, that ends up as the Big Ten's playoff team, um, the quality of their championship game opponent, I think, could affect their seeding, which could be a huge, huge deal, depending well, on... Well, the- I mean,
1: it's probably... Well, uh, okay, it... It's not going to be Illinois. Um, We know that. Um, You know, we'll see what Minnesota does down the stretch, but of course, it could very well be Wisconsin again. I want to see if Wisconsin, I want to see if Wisconsin can get right. Wisconsin got three weeks to get right before the Minnesota game. um, And if Minnesota, let's say Minnesota loses to Penn State, as we believe that they will, then that game at the end of the season becomes for the West, right? I don't know if it would help or hurt either Ohio
0: state or Penn state to have a repeat matchup with a West team or play somebody new. I mean, I'm just, I don't even know what the best case scenario is. Cause the, I mean, cause the playoff committee isn't real. Um, I mean, they're real human beings, but their logic is complete horseshit as you go from week to week. These, I mean, the, the value of these teams changes so much. I don't want to get on the rant, but what I'm saying is I'm curious what the best possible scenario is for a showcase game for, the Big Ten East champion to punch their bid to the playoff. Otherwise, this is LSU and Alabama segment. Um I mean
1: right. if Ohio State, let's let's say Ohio State gets or or Penn State. Let's say Ohio State or Penn State gets Wisconsin again and pulls like a fifty six like that, there's your statement, right? There's yeah. your statement.
0: Um one more thing I'll mention real fast. USC at Arizona State. Um
1: tarmac game? Yeah that's a tarmac game.
0: Tarmac game. Tarmac game? It was a tarmac game. Could be the tarmac game.
1: I mean, they're they're look they they're looking for an excuse. You know what they're I? They're like looking to do for an excuse.
0: You know what I like to do on the tarmac? Pay bills with good podcast advertising. I feel like you guys weren't as proud of that one. No, nah, I'm not. We were just trying to be quiet. Uh, sometimes, already, sometimes like, I get like the. All right, Jelani, coming back. <laughs> clear my throat, which I wanted to do a while ago. All right, we're going to start <coughs> at 6 o'clock. All right, 3, 2, 1. All right, gentlemen, let's move to the evening. Uh, a very interesting game. App State is going to South Carolina. App, fresh off the defeat from my Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, App goes to South Carolina at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Missouri goes to Georgia on ESPN. It's really the most awful and annoying way to pronounce those two words utah state goes to fresno state 6 p.m cbs sports network pac-12 network has wazoo at california clemson is at nc state at 6 30 on abc espnu has liberty at byu Uh, no religious jokes on that one notre dame is at duke uh, on acc network tennessee is at kentucky on the sec network seven o'clock Iowa State goes to Oklahoma. Kind of hard to hype anything up after LSU Bama. Like I mean I know you know it's prime time you're going people are going to try but that's that's it. Um we'll do the drunk in a second and then Bud can do future lines. Uh the evening is definitely going to be the LSU Bama hangover in a certain regard, but I will say uh some quiet interesting things going on here. App and South Carolina. I think App could win this game.
1: That's the, that's where I want to start. Yeah. If they Nobody do- getting on that train with me. What? Are, no, 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 no! I'm, I'm saying, if they do, what happens then? Because everybody loves Will Champ there, and, and he beat Georgia, and and things are swimming. If you get embarrassed on your home field by Appalachian State, and I, I know everybody on this podcast thinks something of Appalachian State, but we're not South Carolina fans. If, if they get embarrassed on their home field against Appalachian State, um. Hey, bud. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going
2: back on that radio show that called me out for saying that uh, that six and six would be a minor miracle in my eyes, and that four and eight or five and seven is a lot more likely this year. Damn it,
0: he just he jumps my transitions.
2: But I need you to give Sorry.
0: the uh, I need you to give the prison scared straight speech. Just explain to South Carolina exactly who they are. Yes, you beat Georgia. You have now also lost to Tennessee. You have lost to North Carolina. You are far from a consistent contender, and your in-state rival is a
2: national power. Well, I have to give credit to my esteemed co-host. Stephen Godfrey, who pointed out that Kentucky does not need to be scheduling these ridiculous non-conference games, as somebody on Twitter said. You do not need to pull a South Carolina. If South Carolina, like you're not going to get rid of the Clemson game, right? That's kind of an automatic L on your schedule every year. But you do not need to add to it with North Carolina and App State. Those are are teams that are like top 60, top 65 teams at the very least on a consistent basis. Uh, No, you need to be getting some teams – Get yourself a UMass or a Rice or a New Mexico or New Mexico State, either one, fine by me. Anyway, South Alabama. Man, Clemson
1: plays Wofford?
2: Dude, I'm saying, like, there's no need for South Carolina, if it wants to go to a bowl, to play anybody with a pulse in the non conference <laughs> that is not named Clemson. Stop but, doing that. But it's, they, it's but they don't want to go to a bowl,
0: bud. They want to win national championships in Columbia. That's what they tell
2: me. What? How many bowls have they gone to in their history? Like 13, maybe? It's it's actually like like it's not that far off from Rutgers if you look at it. It's kind of crazy. Dear God. Okay. Um, All right.
0: They're dead now. All right. Moving
2: on. They're dead.
0: Uh, Missouri, Georgia. Nah, I don't really have anything here other than the fact that it's the Minority Coordinator of the Week.
1: Bing, bing, bing. Um, yeah, that's Ryan Walters. Um, Minority Coordinator of the Week in an interesting schematic spot. Those Georgia Bulldogs may, may have figured something out. Now, it's interesting how when you get your best player back, things look a lot different on the offensive side of the ball. But Georgia took that bye week. They schemed a little stuff up for Lawrence Cager. He had, what was it, eight catches on nine targets in, in the cocktail party. Um, they looked good. We knew that Georgia was going to be able to run the ball. But could the passing offense get do anything? Could it help? Um, could it help Jake Fromm in the, in the running game? Um, could, could it attack vertically now? Look, Missouri got flat run over by Kentucky. I mean, if you watch that tape, it's Kentucky did not pretend to run or to throw the ball because they didn't have a real quarterback behind, behind center. They ran all over Missouri. It was really ugly. Um, uh, Missouri's now had an off week. They had an, a, a defense that we thought was pretty decent earlier in the season, but obviously, the lost two in a row, licking the wounds. Can you scare Georgia in this game at all on the road? That That's the question.
2: Kelly Bryant uh, was um, – yesterday, Odom said if we had to play today, he would not be playing. But uh, as of an hour ago, he's upgraded to probable. So at least that's good to have your starting quarterback against Georgia. I really wish this game was in Columbia because it would be really much more interesting to me. But it does kind of seem like a game that Georgia can just play Georgia ball. Here, I think, and like, I mean, would you know? Would twenty-seven, thirteen shock anybody? No, it feels about right. No,
1: I mean, that's. I isn't that literally the spread? Just give me the most Uh, boring outcome possible. I think
2: it's like seventeen something.
1: Seventeen, okay. Um, yeah, it's Georgia. If Georgia sits on this game, they can sit on this game and and do some damage. If Georgia scores thirty points, I'm pretty sure they win the game. Um, if if Georgia gets to thirty, I think they win this game.
0: Uh, a lot of people on Twitter, uh, hashtag askpapn. I swear to God, we're bringing the show back. Um, on askpapn, we have an inordinate, I guess not inordinate, we just have a good, just just a happy number of Utah State fans that listen to this show. Uh, feels like free fall out there. They wanted their old coach. They demanded their old coach. They got their old coach. Things are starting to fall apart now. Um, I was asked on Twitter, what do I think about this, and how do you know? I, I, I'll say this is a blanket Statement about retreads. It's really hard. It's really hard. We're, you know, Richard and I are going to talk on the coaching show about Greg Ciano. We're talking a lot about Mac Brown this year. You know, ha- coaches who get a second life—that's pretty rare, honestly, gentlemen. And then to to go back to a particular institution. I mean, it almost never works.
1: Ever. I think the hard thing there is when you go from having a scheme and a team that looked pretty advanced or unique or transcendent like they did um with Matt Wells to what's going on now right. um,
0: um
1: that's just kind of tough to swallow
0: i don't know what's going on now which is sort of my point of this um he, gary anderson is a choice i think i think he was extremely popular by their by their high end um boosters and i don't know if there was a lot of you know, kind of long view thought put into hiring him back. I'm not saying it's going to be a disaster. I'm not. But I also don't think, I mean, these G5 jobs, guys, you have to You have to live on the edge of innovation, right? It's one of the things that makes Boise so remarkable. And really that the pattern that kind of starts with Chris Peterson is not necessarily, like, hey, Chris Peterson's a good coach and Brian Harson's a good coach. It's more that Chris Peterson was a good coach because he refused to get complacent in in trying to change things up because they knew that the margin was was so small right if you run a particular style of offense if you are known as a a system team that's going to get figured out so you can't make an entire program's identity about an offense or a defense that's one of the things that I still love even though they give us no damn press access about like Peterson era Boise and Peterson era Washington is that they do so much fun, weird stuff on offense because it's really, they're, they're trying things out. They're not afraid to experiment. And that's one of the things you just have to be philosophically progressive about your play calling, your recruiting, your development, all that stuff at the G5. It
2: just, it has to happen or you're going to die. Real quickly on Utah State, that box score last week against, against BYU was misleading as hell. If you go to slash bannerside and you can check out the every game reviewed piece, uh, I put it up there. BYU only outgained like they outgained by 25% on a yard to play basis. But check this out. Utah State had 521 yards and only 14 points. They had drives in, in BYU's 26, 24, 1, 43 and 11 and 33
1: with no points. So That is woo! impressive. I'm going to Hold right. on. I'm going to pull up I'm going to pull up their scoring ops. And what they did in the red zone. Uh okay, Utah yeah, it was State. Not good, Richard. Utah State had seven scoring opportunities on 13 drives, 82 plays in that game. They had two points per scoring opportunity. The national average on that is four point five. That is uh that that is something. So Oof. I'm just telling you, like that
2: that's why I took Liberty plus twenty and a half when it came out. Because BYU is like, oh my God, we just spoke to Utah State, and I'm like on a scoreboard. Yeah. But like on the field, not totally, you know, like there's some hope for Utah state.
0: This is a great example of, and this is not coming from an informed place. I'm just, this is me posing a hypothetical. This is why the portal exists in my opinion. This is why grad transfer exists in my opinion. We know how good a quarterback love can be, right? We saw that. We, we, we saw him as an effective, complete player. Nothing changed except his offensive coordinator's head coach philosophy and the scheme that they're running, right? All things that he can't control. So if I, I know, but those aren't like like easy things to change, and we add water and we're still fine. But what I'm saying is if you're Jordan Love, why not transfer to Texas Tech?
1: Your words, not mine.
0: I'm just saying, I mean, there's nothing against Utah State. I'm saying this is an example of, all right, you're an accomplished veteran season quarterback in the Mountain West, they, I mean, they had like Heisman shit out for him at the media days thing I was at, right? It's not working to the. It's certainly not working to the degree in which Matt Wells' system was for him. So if you are
2: love, why not? Why not leave? Why not transfer to Tallahassee? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have Sean Payton as your OC, <laughs> oh right? God. And like this is.
1: I've like, heard Gainesville is also lovely in the winter. Did you say Sean Payton? Not. Did you say Sean Payton to USC? <laughs> I just want to see God for a smile. Oh God,
2: it would warm my heart. God. Speaking oh. of which, actually, Graham Harrell is going to be a pretty hot commodity if uh, if Helton gets the axe.
1: Absolutely, yes, one hundred percent.
2: Because they look great. I think Graham Harrell actually would be a guy who
0: whew, could plug and play in a lot of the the CEO style head coaching hires that we're probably going to see four or five more of. And I think with the right personnel, yeah, that's a that's a year one success for
1: sure. In, in I think you should. When you look at what he's been, I can't believe we're taking this in a USC direction. But when you look at what Graham Harrell's been able to do with a second, third string quarterback, like it's impressive. When the quarterback goes down the first game, things not the first game, but early in the season, the the ability to adjust um, schematically is what you look at in a coach. All right, gentlemen. Um, look aheads.
2: Are we doing drunk?
1: No, Sorry. no,
0: no, we got to do the drunk. Also, I want to talk it. a little bit about uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma real fast. Um, Richard, sell me on this game because you, you're going to need a nightcap after LSU-Bama.
1: Yeah, I I think I, the, the Iowa State's regressed, but Iowa State's defense hasn't really regressed. I think Iowa State's defense is still doing what it needs to do to keep Iowa State in games um, holistically. But Iowa State is not set up. To beat, to stop Oklahoma, I should say. Um, last season, Iowa State played, uh, Iowa State's was in the 10th percentile in their de- defensive performance against Oklahoma last season. Um, there are only two other Iowa, Iowa State opponents that got remotely close. Oklahoma's gonna run Jalen Hurts on QB counter 20 times um, and win this game. Okay. And they're not
2: gonna get helped by some weird weather. It looks like it, it's gonna be 58 and Sunny in Norman. So, well, not at night, but I mean, it it doesn't look like there's any kind of rain stuff coming.
1: If Um, I'm Lincoln, don't don't mess with it. Don't worry about throwing the ball. We're not going to need it. Let's run a ton of counter. Let's do what we need to do. Let's get the heck out of Dodge and on to next week.
0: All right, I'm going to give you a little. uh, I'm I'm going to give the gimmick a pass here, and I'm not going to pick anything that you have to watch in terms of an evening slate. I think everyone's going to be locked in on LSU-Bama because we all sort of feel like it's going to be an even game, if not necessarily a predictable one. Um, so afterwards, I would bounce around. Iowa State, Oklahoma should be quality, at least. Check on, I mean, you could check on Tennessee, Kentucky. I don't think it's going to be that watchable necessarily, but in a weird way, those teams are kind of even in a regard.
1: I mean, um, it's it's there is a compelling storyline with our friends in Knoxville. When is it not? Bowl eligibility is mm-hmm. not dead. It's not they dead. Get this, they're going to
0: bowl, I think. No, it's not dead at all. They got Vanderbilt left, too. It's not dead at I all. I mean,.
1: But the other thing is, separately, it would be hilarious if they just came out and farted and laid an egg against Kentucky.
0: Which would be entirely possible. Um, All right, the drunk real fast, gentlemen. Viva the greatest conference in the world. That would be the Mountain West. We have three games at 9.15 on ESPN. Wyoming is at Boise State. At 9.30, Nevada is at San Diego State. And at 10 o'clock, San Jose State is at Hawaii. Any of that doing anything for y'all? Because I definitely think Wyoming-Boise is going to be a good
1: football game. Okay, I'm, all right. So, <laughs> I was going to try to spin you something here, but, I mean, what? Like, Nevada doesn't really have a quarterback. Right. San Diego State's going to run all over them. Right. I mean, I, t- Boise yeah. Boise is our – is Boise the legitimately high, highest ranked in the playoff uh, group of five team, or are they behind, like, a Cincinnati or something? I am not sure. Oh, I think they're man, behind Cincinnati.
0: We made it 56 minutes without Watch talking that. about the college football playoff rankings. Guy. I feel like – I mean, I'll be honest with you. Even though Richard broke the seal, I feel like that was a really good job by both of you by not bringing up the playoff rankings
2: at all this entire time, bud.
1: Until we got we to We did Boise. get a Look good
2: PAPN question on this Okay, go um, on. on Twitter. The guy said, do you think uh, – I'm paraphrasing because I forgot to hit favorite on it. But do you think that the committee is setting up the AAC to go, regardless of, of who wins it, as long as they only have one loss, by putting four of the uh, – or like of the four uh, – or G5 teams in the rankings three of them were AAC and I was like uh yes I do.
1: Well I don't even I see I disagree. I don't think they're setting it up for that. I just think it's what's going to happen. Like if you get out of that That's if fair. if the AAC champion gets out of that league with one loss, I, who else are you going to send? Like I would not send Boise in 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 that um in that scenario.
0: Uh I'm Rick. looking I'm looking real fast just because I want to see how close I got so I did the uh, I did the hurry up on Sunday with Alex and my G five top five was this is one through five uh, Memphis SMU Cincinnati Boise and Louisiana Tech according to the playoff rankings which this is the only thing officially that PAPN will acknowledge in you know early November about the playoff rankings is that it does really truly affect the fate of these G five teams so number twenty five is SMU number twenty four is Navy. Number twenty-two is Boise. Number twenty-one is Memphis, and number twenty is Cincinnati. Um, I did see on Twitter last night our guys uh, like Alex and Jason were talking about how you don't really have a front runner like you have, you know, your UCF in years past or your Houston, and so they can all they're all kind of jammed up together. They're all jammed up together, and if anything, it feels like the committee. I think our friend Roger Sherman at the ringer had this this theory was like because they don't have to necessarily step on the neck of a UCF to keep them down you can have a bunch more G5s in your top 25 because it doesn't really matter
1: well I'm gonna say if Navy if Navy wins the league and wins out Navy is gonna waltz to the bid because Navy yeah. would have beaten Notre Dame
0: yeah it's possible Um Cincinnati's not going to get another high-caliber chance like they had against Ohio State, definitely. But they do get to play Memphis possibly twice, so we'll see how. I mean, you know, beating beating the number twenty-one team twice, or maybe they'd be twenty-three when they played them again, or what have you. Um, you know, I don't think SMU has a chance now. So yeah, I think I think you're down to Boise, Navy, Cincinnati, and Memphis for that spot. I mean, certainly no one in the Conference USA, certainly no one in the Sun Belt. MAC, I mean, no. So. App's done, obviously. One loss. I mean, that's the margin of error for sure. So at least in the uh in the sunbelt. So uh yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't think Boise's gonna run away with it at all. Also, who does Boise have left? I mean, what's the best thing they can get? Fresno in the championship game?
1: Twice Fresno Fresno twice, right? I mean Boise Boise goes Boise goes Wyoming, New Mexico, Utah State, Colorado State coming home. And uh, oh, they have not played Fresno. Yeah, so that would, that would, be, that would be the, the first time game. they get Fresno. President, so yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I we obviously stumped for the Mountain West, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. I think this is the AAC's year, definitely. I just think it's going to be a battle between Cincinnati, Navy, and Memphis. So,
2: uh, Bud, let's look ahead. Look ahead lines, fresh from the Westgate Hotel and Casino. Unless they didn't have one, then I had to, had to substitute Fanduel.
0: <laughs> um,
2: Oklahoma minus seven and a half at Baylor. That is. These are all next week. Oklahoma minus seven and a half at Baylor. Florida, minus 5.5 at Missouri. Georgia, minus 3 at Auburn. Just stop me if you want to talk any of these. Wisconsin, minus 17 at Nebraska. Michigan okay. State, at Michigan, minus 14 and a half. Texas, at Iowa State, minus 7. I grabbed that at plus 1 last week. Uh, I Eight. would definitely want to – let's go back to the first one. I like Oklahoma at 7.5 for sure. Feels good. I, I, I think it's a fair number. Um, they were I think they were 10 uh, earlier this year. So, some respect for Baylor despite the fact that West Virginia won. Came in UCLA, Utah minus 21. Did you know UCLA is still alive for the Pac-12 South? Technically, that'll probably end next week. Uh, Bama laying 24 and a half at Mississippi State coming off this game at LSU. Normally, I'd be like, no way. But, you know, Mississippi State this year, not that great. Uh, Week 13, so this is two weeks from now. Penn State at Ohio State minus 14 and a half. No respect for the Nittany Lions. Man, that's crazy.
0: All right, that's a line. Uh, Yeah, we'll watch that one. Yeah,
2: TCU at Oklahoma minus 20 and a half. Texas at Baylor minus one. So huh. people thinking, yeah, not, not, a, not, not a huge amount of respect for Baylor there against Texas. A&M at Georgia minus 15 and a half. They don't think that'll be a sweat for the Bulldogs. Boise State minus seven and a half at Utah State. And then the final weekend here, we got five of these. Ohio State minus 10 and a half at Michigan. Alabama what? minus 10 and a half at Auburn. Uh, okay. Wisconsin minus three and a half at Minnesota. Clemson minus 21 and a half at South Carolina. Oklahoma minus seventeen at Oklahoma State. However, Richard in Jersey, which is a short drive for you, Oklahoma is only minus ten and a half at Oklahoma State. So now we're talking. If you you feel like there's value there, uh, then you may want to take a trip over the bridge. And then A and M at LSU. LSU minus twenty.
1: Real quick, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Wisconsin minus how much against Nebraska? Uh,
2: Seventeen on the road.
1: How does Nebraska intend to stop Wisconsin?
2: That's a really good question because they couldn't stop Purdue's third string uh, kid last weekend.
1: Like Jonathan Taylor's gonna run all over. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
2: three weeks out, y'all are degenerate. Well, hey, okay, Richard. In fairness, it, it is a bit of a like like a look ahead or you know like letdown spot because they have Iowa this weekend. Then they got the Minnesota game coming up. You know,
1: you got a little sandwich. All right, all right. De- but still, I'm Generate taking Wisconsin. Gamblers. <laughs>
0: Gentlemen, uh, all right. So here's what we're looking for this week. We're gonna think. We think undefeated purgatory is probably gonna end for at least one of those teams. We will sit and watch LSU, Bama, as instructed, as legally required, and then we will pick apart little anxiety situations such as Arkansas, such as. Got any other anxiety situations I mentioned? Um, uh, Oh, I I will be watching for Iowa, Wisconsin to see how the West shakes out. See if they can formulate anything else. Richard. As we go into Sunday's hurry up, is there anything else you want to keep an eye on?
1: Um, you know, I'll have an eye on on our friends uh, at USF uh, a little bit. I'm not going to watch it live, but I'll pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Um, we're always looking at that. Um, USC. Oh, that was our yeah, that's our that was our our
0: tarmac special. All right, all right, gentlemen. Lovely week eleven. Go LSU Alabama. Uh, we love you. You are our king. We, we shan't escape it. Um, it should be a good football game, so hopefully we'll be back to talk about it on Sunday. Thank you.